Everybody and welcome to episode 232. That's palindromic of Comic Book Queer's legacy. I am Brett. This is Evil Jeff. Hello, Evil. Hello. Is that a word, palindromic? I mean, it is now. I mean, sure, why not? The adjective form of palindrome? Or is it just palindrony? I think it's <laughs> palindromesque. All right, enough about this topic. I'm sick of it. Uh, Welcome, everyone. This is another week. We've got more X-Men books that we're going to talk about, and we've got some TV shows we're going to talk about as well. We also have some What Are You Gonna Hear? Hot Topics. Brett, apparently you, you did something interesting this weekend. I did. I did. I power washed my sidewalk. I'm kidding. I went to FlameCon here in New York City. And I have to tell you, it is like next year, please, please, please come make the trip because it is so you've never felt more in your element in your life. It is just queer people who nerd out on a lot of the same. A lot of Emma Frost. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I only say that because there's gosh, there's so much anime love and I just it's I'm like, okay, kids, go play. But you know, there's Marvel stuff too, of course. So is there a lot of yeah, is there like a lot of Yaoi things there? Um yeah, probably. Okay. So there's a a trade show floor with a you know, like a typical con with a lot of artists and creators and vendors. Um, and then they've got panels um, and so, yeah, there was a lot of Yahweh represented. I mean, not like explicit, you know, there's nothing explicit happening. Not too bad on the show floor. Speaking of that, just real quick, though, something interesting. L.A. has B.L. Manwa, like manga ads now. There's one called Semantic Error. There's a Korean BL live action that's made that's great. But there's also a manga version of it, or manhwa, they say in Korea. And they have huge billboards of it. And it's just like, oh, I did And it's like, I didn't know I was gay. And it's like the two guys, oh. like drawn, the two animated characters looking at each other. Isn't that crazy? Like just driving that's down awesome. sunset. Just mainstream so, media. We love it. What interesting thing happened at FlameCon? Give me the, give me um, the, give me the tea. Well, so I got there, so I could only go Saturday because I had to go to my niece's birthday party in the Jersey Shore on Sunday. Um, But I got, well, there was a kickoff party Friday night that was super fun. Met up with the boys from the Homo Superior X podcast out of DC. They were in town, love them. Their cosplay on Saturday at FlameCon proper was incredible. Yeah. Um, one one of them was Moira carrying around a shaved off banshee face. <laughs> we had Destiny, we had Magneto, we had Outback Dazzler. I mean, it was incredible. Um, so got there, saw the um, panel, uh, uh, Cerebro podcast, and Jay and Miles explained the X-Men uh, Jay from Jay and Miles and Connor from Cerebro did like a joint podcast together Oh, and did like Q and a and things like that. And they were delightful and hilarious. Um, and then, Oh, then I judged the cosplay contest girl. 
How did you, how you judged it? How did that happen? I did. Cause I'm Brett from CBQ, bitch. How did you, how did you get the hookup for that? You never told me that. We'll talk back. about it in private. We'll talk about it in private. <laughs> what? But just know that I was the judge in the cosplay contest. Oh, that's awesome. And that's where I was like, this is amazing work. And people are having so much fun on stage, like getting into character. And it was so great. Like two thirds of what I was looking at. I was like, I have no idea who this is, but <laughs> I love the craftsmanship. So we judged on craftsmanship and someone who I did not know won. But they looked amazing. Do you even know, like, which was it anime? Was it a video game? I want to say a video game. I want to say the character's name was Taylor 2. And I want to say that's from a video game. It looked video gamey, but but girl, I mean, I'm, you know, Outback X-Men. Like, hello. That's all I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're Roma from 1988. I don't know you. Yeah, um, I am. Um, so that was super fun. And then met up with a few listeners, like met a few listeners at the Friday party, met up with Karen X-Men fan, um, which was an absolute delight. Our friend from Twitter. Oh, my God. Um, and just hung out with people who like nerdy shit and are queer and are gorgeous and are fabulous and are funny. It was so much fun. It's really the best con. Cause again, like you're just so in your element. It's such a space and we now, loved it. So thank you, you to geeks out for putting it up. Do you think this flame con will be a monkeypox super spreader event? Absolutely, because right after, I think, the second panel, I took all my clothes off, and so did everyone else, and we just started making skin-to-skin contact. Prolonged skin-to-skin contact. contact. Prolonged contact, girl. Is there any other kind? Um, (laughs) Oh, I went to the Queer Marvel Creators podcast. Anthony Oliveira moderated. Uh, You know, he wrote my drag brunch with Loki. Right. And... Uh, it was, um, oh, how about this? One of the judges next to me was, was, um, this person, Nadia and come to find out later, Nadia is sitting on the Marvel creators panel. Nadia writes Ms. Marvel. Oh, awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Um, so I saw uh, like, uh, Steve Orlando and Luciano Vecchio, who did Iceman, uh, you know, Steve Orlando, who does Marauders. Oh, God. And- <laughs> You're like, ah, don't listen to our podcast. Just don't listen to it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, he he did the Homo Superior Boys panel. They did a panel. They did like a game show panel like I've always wanted to do for years, but I'm too lazy. Um, they did a game show panel and they had Steve Orlando there and I listened to their podcast. So I know that they had kind of the same problem. Oh, okay. So I guess he's not taking anything personally. Well, I don't think, I just don't think they voice it and I don't think he listens and to he podcasts. And he doesn't listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I think of our three listeners, Steve Orlando is not one of them. <laughs> he's also not, not sexy. I will say that. Okay. Okay. But I mean... I don't know. Your bar is low. So is mine. We'll sleep <gasps> with anyone. Low. We'll sleep with anyone. I mean, I feel 
Okay, maybe it's just me. I'm trying to join you in on me. You have to be pretty gross. Don't project on me. You have to be pretty gross for me to not want to hook up with you. I mean, I may be like, you're not going to put your dick in me, but it'll make out. (laughs) Do you understand, though? I'm like, you have to be, you have to be hot. That's how I am, girl. Yeah, but your criteria of hot. Hmm. It's too high, too. So, I mean, do the math. I'm trying to think, though. When we were hanging out and the guys that you and Jeff were pointing out of who you thought were hot. Sure. Yeah. They were all like model-esque. Yeah. They were also a lot younger. It it was like like the the boy who had his tits out. Yeah, you like the younger No, I don't care for that. No, no. There was just one boy who was wearing that like Emma Frosty outfit. Yeah. No. There was a twink with with a cutoff and Brett and Jeff like were ready to- to like go on the prowl. <laughs> he was given sexy though. He was. was he was fashion. very sexy. He was very sexy. But see, I was like, yeah, he's hot. And I'd sleep with all of his friends too. <laughs> he looked, yeah, right. Uh, and all of their parents. He looked like uh, the dads. He looked like Emma Frost. He looked like a gender bent Emma Frost when he was wearing. Yeah. That's what I was responding to. Yeah. Oh my God. So it's actually not that you find people hot. You just, anyone that just vaguely reminds you of Emma Frost, Frost. then you think it's hot. Okay, great. Yeah. So anyway, you have to come to FleamCon next year. Okay, yeah, I definitely want to. I'll definitely come when there is an outbreak of some sort. Do you understand that? Oh, monkeypox cases are down in New York. We're good. Oh, they're doubling. Uh, We did it, everybody. They're doubling every week in LA, so... I'm not They're down to like June levels. I'm going here. away to a. I'm not getting near an airport right now. <laughs> Monkeypox, go away. Although I, I think they're finally opening up for us to get the second shot. So I'm hoping when my month is up, I can get my second shot. Yeah, everyone, I got the first shot. I heard because um, I am not vaccinated against monkeypox. By the way, at all. Um, I heard no. Shit. No, Jeff and I just went the monogamy route. <laughs> well, I, I mean, me and Joe did too, but I'm still, but I'm, we're telling them, hey, I'm a slut. I'm on prep. Honestly, you just have to be on prep to get it. So I was like, I'm on prep. And then Joe isn't on prep. So me. I was like, Joe, just say you went to a bathhouse. So he's like, I went to a bathhouse. And they're like, oh my God, you whore. Oh my God, you whore. And they, they injected it into his, yeah. his cheek. Yeah. But that's the same thing where I feel it's just like, well, I'm not a whore, but my partner is. So give it to me. <laughs> right, right. Um, anyway, FlameCon was so much fun. Awesome. I'm jealous. Oh, and by, when I got to do the cosplay contest, do you understand I was giving Michelle Visage? Do you understand it was like upon every look that walked out? Oh, did you have a microphone and you got to like make comments? Oh, no, but I made comments anyway, and my voice carries. <laughs> we did have a microphone, but Nadi was holding it. I didn't want to grab it from her, but I was like, I'm just going to like do this, because this is like my dream come true, oh is to make a stupid pun about somebody's outfit when they walk. <laughs> like, Super? Come on. I don't even know her. Like, <laughs> just... Oh, my God. Rogue wa- gender bent Rogue walked out, and I was like, ain't no one touching him. <laughs> <laughs> Dream come true. Dreams. Dreams coming true at FlameCon. Dreams, dreams, dreams. From the side of my face. Breathing, breathless, heaving, breaths, heaving, breaths. Should we talk about some X-Men books? Hit it. I want your X. Come on. We missed a couple. We missed two weeks, so we have a lot 
we missed to cover. We missed like Judgment Day number two. That's like pretty much it. Judgment Day number two. Let's just talk about the X Men part because we don't care about the Eternals part. So basically, oh, the- you don't want to talk about Death to the Mutants. What do you mean? Is that what you mean by that? Oh, is that that? Is that what that one is? That book was called Death to the Mutants, the one that was like all about the Eternals. Oh shit! I think I merged them all. What happened in Eternals and and Judgment Day number two? Then was that just the fight? Judgment Day number two. They create the god. Oh right, 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 right. And then you're like, they create a celestial out of the celestial that the Avengers live in. Oh stop! And oh stop! And they make a god, total hubris, and we know how that goes. And then all of a sudden, I'm reading it, and the celestial's like, Earth, you're going to be judged. And I'm like, oh, that's why it's called Judgment Day. Yeah, so the celestials, they have 24 hours, but isn't he judging? He's judging everyone. Is he also judging, judging the everyone individually, and then everyone collectively, but it is judging the X-Men first, maybe judging the Eternals, that but, but it's humans as well, right? Yes, it's everybody. It's like he, they keep going to those six humans. Oh, yeah. Well, one of them's already dead. You know what I mean? And it's like everybody's important because everybody's going to get factored in. And that's the thing and is and it needs to be tongue. 51, like 50.0001% good. And then he'll- I own 50.0001% of this company. Yeah, it's got to be like that. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, it's fighting. It's, you know, it's like the TLDR version of um, Exodus's fight. Um, You know, the Avengers are here, Cyclops. And there's a lot of like Cyclops and Captain America moments that I vibe with. Yeah. You know, Scott's like, hey, and Cap's like, hey. And Scott's like, what's going on? And Cap's like, why didn't you tell me you can resurrect? And Scott was like, after everything we've been through, how could I? Yeah. And then they're like, uh-oh, the rest of Earth is in trouble. We got to bounce. And they're like, all right. And then gotta Exodus bounce. is like, fuckers. Like how Exodus is like, fuck you. We're fuck just you. Leave. He's like, what? And then Thor turned around and was like, what'd that one dude say? <laughs> and Scott was like, nothing. Just go. Exodus, shut the fuck up. But the X-Men, so yeah, at least the X-Men, God, yeah. and then in Death to the Mutants, the X-Men kind of found a way to teleport through and they basically yeah, Icarus, fuck things up. Yeah, Icarus had to help them out and give them the password. Icarus helps them out. Like, Icarus and Jean, in X-Men number 13, Icarus and Jean have like a little meeting and Jean's like, Icarus, where are you? He's like, I'm right here. Oh my God, you're so powerful. And she's like, we have to stop this. And he's like... I can't, you have to cut the power source to those big ass Eternals that are as big as skyscrapers. Yeah. And he, she's, he's like, but it's a hidden city, honey. Like you're not going to get in. And she's like, and he's like, but I'll let you in. And she's like, all right, cool. And that's what death to the mutants is. Death to the mutants is like the whole operation. It's like a rogue one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the operation to do this relatively minor thing in the broader story. Yeah. And is that it? That's it, right? I mean, that's as much as we need to do. Yeah. I think. What I don't about think there's X-Force? any like, X Force, I mean, you know. You know how we feel. You know how we feel about X Force. 
What happened? We have a lot of Omega Red. It was Omega Red. A lot of Omega Red. A lot of Craven the Hunter, which is a head scratcher. Oh, yeah. And that's where Dead, it was Deadpool and Craven the Hunter and Omega Red. Like Craven the Hunter, like, does he fight a bear that's got Deadpool like in his belly? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I, I, yeah. And, oh, how about they cut off Angel's wing? That happened. Yeah. What the fuck? And so what the fuck? Like, I remember back in the Mutant Massacre when they like broke his wing and it was like, my God, it's a life changing event. This one, they're like, cut it off. Yeah. Humans are fucking awful. Fucking awful. And then he looks at Domino. He's like, shoot this, shoot these motherfuckers. And Domino's like, gladly. And so I don't know what that, like, who did she shoot? They don't show it. Yeah. I'm wondering if she just shot Angel to like, so he could come back. So he could come back. Right. I think that might be it. Yeah. Get Angel on X-Force, right? Yeah. He's one of the quintessential X-Force members. Yeah. After Rick um, Remender's run, they had, they never really knew what to do with them. I mean, X Corp. That's what you were going to try and do with them. I agree. Hey, let's that not bad. let's not go into the deep dark underside of him. Let's just talk about the rich side of him. What? No. That's the least interesting part of him. Yeah, I don't know why that book didn't hit. That book didn't hit. What other books are in the X Men that came out? We have, well, we had X-Men 13. Did we talk about everything we wanted to talk about there? What happened in that one? It's all, oh, it's all big, blurring together. It's all a big blur. Do you see what's happening? It's really hard to talk about this event as like from like a- Oh, that one, it was the death issues. to the mutants. It was death to the mutants, but kind of like from the X-Men perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of, kind of. It yes. was them being like, how do we, I think that was when Jean Grey was talking to Icarus. That was an X-Men. Wasn't it? That was an X-Men, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there was so there was one funny part though, like there's a few funny moments in here. One is that Gene like Gandalfed that giant eternal in the ocean. She was like, You shall not pass. And like she made the ocean swallow that giant eternal. Yeah. And then Scott just like laughed. <laughs> Scott was like, that was amazing. And she's like, shut up. <laughs> loved it. I loved that she literally said, you shall not pass. <laughs> and then Cyclops was kind of like giggling behind her. Uh, Although that is much more powerful than her telekinesis. You know who we hate in this book? Wait, 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 wait. Did, did you hear what I said? Wait, what'd you say? Don't you feel that it was a, her telekinesis is a little more powerful than it usually is? I think they're really leaning into this Omega stuff lately. But she's Omega telepathic, not Omega telekinetic. Oh, she's Jean. In House of X, XCII in X-Men 92, she she turns into the Phoenix before she terraforms Mars. Oh, yeah, that's true. Wild. Um, We hate Firestar. We hate Firestar? Because she's like... We hate Firestar because she's like... Don't the X-Men have a submarine? She has two lines in this oh, book. Yeah. Don't the X-Men have a submarine? The Avengers and then the other do. line is, wow, it's it's like it's like taking orders from Cap. And I I, I detected some sarcasm. Yeah, you're like, um, Angelica, it's getting old, okay? 
seriously, like lean in. What else you have going on, Angelica? Yeah, go join the Avengers then. Oh, wait, they don't want you. Oh, wait, they don't want you. And tell your father to stop writing nasty grams to Emma Frost. Yeah, it's a fucking horse. Get over it. It's a fucking horse. That data page at the end is like Angelica's dad's letter to Emma. And he's like, I don't know what kind of shit you're trying to pull, but get away from my daughter. What else? What other books are there? Well, we have New Mutants. This finally, finally. Jesus Christ, the bitch is finally on the throne. Madeline Pryor now runs Limbo. That's it. She is back on the throne. Was there anything else interesting that happened? No. There was another Ileana, another timeline Ileana, but then she got killed and so it's gone. So all of that just for Madeline Pryor to be in limbo. No, she got her golden suit. Ileana got her golden suit that she's now rocking in X-Men. Okay. What does that mean, though? Madeline Pryor. What does that mean? Is it just... Is that she's got a new suit like what (laughs) what there's no deeper meaning (laughs) she's gold now girl um and madeline Pryor, did you notice she covered up her underboob yeah she's like hello my eyes are up here oh you know what i should just yeah get rid of the underboob i should just get her up she's like now that i've ascended to the throne i've got the ultimate power so i shall cover up my underboob and she does. No, it would be funny if she just suddenly decided to wear her pilot outfit again. <laughs> like her cream, cream pilot outfit with boots and got that same awful haircut. That would be, oh yeah, that like the poofy bangs. She had the poofy bangs and then she went to the outback and was like, no, I'm going to have awesome hair now. Well, I think in the Australian climate, like her hair dropped. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's like, not only are we battling the Reavers, but we're also battling a case of the Frizzies. That's right. And that dry down on <laughs> that dry down under hair was Madeline's <laughs> biggest foe. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, so Madeline Pryor's the queen of fucking limbo now. Hide your kids. Yeah, hope she doesn't cast any spells using children's sacrifices. I just want Cyclops to have an adventure in Limbo, and he's like, he's like, you're the queen of Limbo now, and she's like, yes, and he goes, great. I still don't care. Oof. Jesus Christ, what a dick. And then we have him. She's like, do you remember you're the dick in this scenario? Event. You're the reason she's evil, asshole. Thank you. What was he thinking? What did he do? What do you mean, what did he do? I, I, he left Madeline for Jean. I can't yeah. believe it. With a, ba- and a baby. Left. left his baby. And now Douche. his baby has a metal arm. Yeah. Yeah, fucking Cable. He ditched Cable. I'm surprised Cable, cable never has, like, they're not doing anything with Cable being like, uh... Hey, mom. And it's like, no, you think Jean's your mom. Well, you're like, but you came out of my actual vagina, bitch. And then he'd be like, 
actually no, because that's not even your original vagina. You've been resurrected. Oh, so Jesus. did I come out of that vagina? Oh, right. Who's to say? It's like that axe riddle. You know, you replace the handle, you replace the blade. Is it still the same axe? Is uh, it still the same vagina? Is it still the same axe wound? <laughs> oh, God. All right, we oh, need to move God. on. Was there any other X-Books? Can we talk? Can we talk? No. Please welcome special guest Joan Rivers. No, there were no other X-Books. Let's move on to television. All right, hit it. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. Okay. I just want to give a quick little... I finished Paper Girls. You did? Yeah, I was like, I just want to see what, how this happened, what happens. Ooh. And not only that, I also then read, reread all 30 issues of the comic, the whole run. Oh, fun. Okay, let's talk. And I really feel it's just a case of they just didn't have the budget to do what was needed. And I'm like, if you don't have the budget to tell the actual story, then just don't do it. Don't do the show. Yeah, just don't fucking do it. And yeah, it just, it just, yeah, it just, it was trying too hard to develop relationships, but even that wasn't done very well. And they were just avoiding these great plot points and changing things, not because it made it better, but because it was cheaper. It was basically like Medusa cutting her hair in the Inhumans TV show. Yeah, in Inhumans. Because it was like, it's too expensive to do it. And so all I'm just saying is reread the comic. It's beautiful. And I think it has done well. And I think it might get renewed. So we'll see where it goes. It finally, yeah, it's at this point, it's completely different than the comic. So I have no idea where it's going to go. Do you care? No, no, I, I don't. I don't at all. All right. Anyway, then. that's all I have to say. There's my piece. Okay. Okay. And paper closed. Shredded. Do you want to talk about our new MCU show featuring one of our favorite MCU characters, Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk, attorney at law? Yes, please. Can I offer up a proposition to you, my friend Evil Jeff? Sure. I don't want to do our typical one, two, three, hated or loved it. Do you know why? Because it's obvious? Well... Because I don't feel like we've seen the show yet. Oh, okay. I feel like we saw the... Why? Did you not like it? it? I did like it, but I feel like I I didn't love it. In fact, I watched it a second time. And I realized what I didn't like about it is it just kind of played like at one level the entire time. It felt very flat in terms of how the story unfolded, there wasn't much tension building. Yeah. I mean, it definitely was like, we're setting it up, set up, set up, set up, set up plot. Exactly. Which is why I would like to literally reserve judgment. Okay. I didn't mind it. It felt very comic booky, which is what I liked. Yeah. And if you know what I loved about it, it felt very She-Hulk. Yes. Which was fantastic. 
it's just, it was very rushed. In fact, I learned from new rock stars that the origin was supposed to be told in episode eight in the final episode. And they made some changes at the end where they got the origin out of the way. Right. In episode one instead. Right. So, you know, I could be responding to that slapdashery. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about it. Um, Tatiana Maslany can do no wrong. She's always great. She's incredible. Um, I love that this is going to be a slapstick lawyer show. But yeah, they had love to get rid of that. the. They had to get the the whole intro out of the way. Um, and she even said, "You're not going to be able to like to really connect to the show until we get this out of the way. So let's get it out of the way." And basically, she gets the blood of. She's driving along with Bruce, and gets his blood in her in a car accident. Which that was the part I was like, "Wow, that was okay." And then she immediately turns. I was like, oh, geez. All right. Like just the way like his blood kind of dripped into her wound. I was like, wow, that was so, (laughs) so immediate. Yeah. And they're basically saying because they have a very genetic disposition that it can only happen with each other. Like he said, he checked other things cross reference and it can't really happen with anyone else. She just happened to. Yeah. She's got the genes. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, he kidnaps her because she's like, you know, hawking out, and he needs to make sure she can be. Well, under she control. gets hit on outside of a bar. She gets hit on and hulks out from it, but then is tackled by Hulk, which again, you know, was very kind of like, wait, what just happened? Um, and yeah, he brought her to his kind of beach paradise where he learned to integrate his personalities. Yeah. And Tony built it. And there's a lot of Bruce kind of pining for Tony in it, which I thought was fun. Yeah. Faggy. Okay. Faggy, which we enjoy. Oh, did I tell you? What? That Mark Ruffalo, I've just found out Mark Ruffalo goes to my gym. Did you see him there? No, but my coworker who used to go to that gym told me he goes there. Yum. So excited. So does David Duchovny. Ah. Uh. Oh, I'm more excited for Dakota. Oh, really? Are you kidding me? In that red speedo? I mean, he's old now, but I would, I yeah, so I would rather I. have. I mean, let's do this. Mark Ruffalo than David Duchovny. Really? I would rather wow. have Jillian uh, Anderson than David Duchovny. Are you serious? No, there's no way you mean that. I even saw the Red Shoe Diaries thing where you saw his butt. I was never into him. I did. I don't find him that attractive. And I don't find Mark Ruffalo attractive. What? Let's do a podcast. <laughs> anyway, She-Hulk. <laughs> anyway, She-Hulk. Um, so it's a lot of She-Hulk being able, she already skipped ahead in the textbook. She's able to control her anger. She's There is no alter ego. It's always Jen Walters when she changes and she can control when she changes. And a lot of this is about Bruce not being able to get his head around this. And it's kind of wrapped up. And what I thought this was like this, just this really nice line of like, listen, I'm a woman. I need to keep my emotions in check always yes, I love that. for my health and my reputation. That's why I can do this. So I, I really, really love that. 
Yeah, because otherwise you don't want to go with like some bad tropes of like, uh-oh, but then when she's on the rag, she can't control it. I love how they just addressed it right away being like, <laughs> no, I'm a woman. And when we she are, sees a boy yeah, that she yes, likes. Like none of that bullshit. It's just like, no, I'm a woman and we're trained One other to thing, control our emotions. Yeah. And speaking of like the, the kind of the inherent misogyny of, you know, behind so many aspects of She-Hulk's story is um, him saying, I'm smart Hulk and her saying, you're smart Hulk. And he'd be like, I didn't, I don't control the name. So all of that leading up to like, you're going to be called She-Hulk and in no way is that a name you would ever pick for yourself. So yeah. we've already established like names are bestowed upon you by the public. Yeah. Like one reason I say we haven't seen the show is because the cast is like Wiki from Girls Five Eva, Lance from the other two, Shane from the flight attendant, um, like Tahani from the Good Place, like all these masterful comedic actors in these amazing comedies. Like I want to see them. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. So can we? We'll do a one, two, three. Loved it, hate it. Next All right, episode, fine. okay. Right. I mean, you okay. didn't let me do that with Ms. Marvel. Oh my but god, it's fine. Why? It's fine. It's fine. I wasn't crazy about the first episode of Ms. Marvel, and it got better. Are you saying I wasn't crazy about the first episode of She Hulk? Yeah, I wasn't crazy about it, but I, it's I didn't just hate it's it. making me okay. so angry, Brett. Oh, oh <laughs> it's. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's Ho Hulk. I'm okay. <laughs> it's Homo Hulk. <laughs> he turns pink. Um. So a few fun things about the show, though. Like the, I still want to keep talking about it. Like a few fun things is um the spaceship. Yeah. What he said. What alien them. it was. What alien is that? What Easter egg is that? It's it's the it's Jeff Goldblum. Oh. So they were probably trying to get Hulk. It's back. from um. They're probably trying to get Hulk back. His champion. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fascinating. And then, you know, we know that Tahani, um, Jamila Jamil, is Titania, who is featured heavily in Rainbow Rowell's current She-Hulk. Yes. So we love that. And she was not in it enough to get any type of... No, and and that was like that fight scene was clearly slapped together at the last minute. Like that was one of the things that took me out of it. Like that, I will say, yeah, honestly, it was just that one kick, that like jump kick she did was so like, (laughs) yeah, it was so like, but like the actors, it was like just leave the cranes in them, and it it didn't connect. It didn't connect to the previous scene either. Like she. She had a desk on top of her, and then all of a sudden she didn't. You know, it was just bad. But I do think they made last minute changes, and so it's excused. The CGI, I thought, was totally yeah, fine. I didn't mind that at all. I was very worried I mean, about she, green, the green Shiok being fake looking. Yeah, she looked great. Um, it's like on the precipice of some uncanny valley weirdness, yeah. but I think it's fine. I can't wait for Tim Roth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's get to the show. Let's get to Wong. Let's get to Daredevil. Let's yeah. get to Captain Marvel. Let's get to Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. 
And then after that, we got Black Panther Wakanda Forever. When does that come out? November. It's not too far away. No, can't wait. Oh, wow. All right. I think we did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Um, Well, thank you everyone for listening so much. And thank you to everyone that I um, saw at FlameCon. I feel like all the people I met at FlameCon, I, who were like, oh, I listened to the show. It's great to meet you. It's now ruined because they're now picturing me do the show instead of whoever they had in their head prior to that. You know what I mean? I mean, we've, we've like posted like, pictures of picture the dude doing it. But I you're mean, hot. Guess, you're but people look at those? They're going to be, they're still going to, they're still going to want to fuck you. Sweetie. Uh, thank you. Thank you. But I just feel like I blew kind of a mystique that kept them connected to the show. Anyway, I expect our listener pool to plummet after <laughs> a few of them met me. <laughs> after I was at a bar with a few of them, I expect her. <laughs> We're going to take a little dip, I'm sure. I very highly doubt it. I think actually your inbox is going to be full of offers being like, hey, Ooh. hey, do you want to risk monkeypox and... And do, hey. do you want, do you want to be the the Christian to my Iceman? Yeah. Are you gonna be like no? Because that means I'm the top and I'm oh, the bottom. A... <laughs> that's right. Can I be the Iceman to your Chris? This is too much information. <laughs> this is a public forum. My coworkers listen to this. All right, fine. Your verse. Fine, I'm a verge. Um, okay. Oh, that end scene of She-Hulk, though. Captain America Fox. That was a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, that was great. And Chris Evans tweeted it, too. So fun. And all I wanted to say during that moment was guard that pussy. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Did you ever see that? Wait, what do you mean? So when that dick pic of Chris Evans leaked, and it was on like a, it was on like a video that was on... Wait, wasn't the rumor that it was on his brother's phone? Anyway, I'm sure it was on Chris Evans' phone. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, no, no. He was talking to his brother. He was like talking to his brother and then he was scrolling through his stuff. Oh, so you're saying guard that pussy because of his ginormous wiener. No, one of the thumbnails, like before he clicks into the Was Tatiana Maslany's vagina? Like, no, it was his face, and he had like put a caption on it that just said "guard that pussy." So he obviously like sent that to some girl who he was about to fuck. Oh he and sent a picture of his face. But you know with what? The caption, there is only on one it. person in the entire universe that could take a picture of his face and put "guard that pussy," send it to me, and I would be wet, and that would be and it's the hottest it fucking thing. Evans. Yeah, yeah, that all it Chris would Evans. only work with him. Absolutely. Like if I tried to send out a guard this That's pussy, the hottest thing I've ever I seen. would be put in jail. <laughs> right. Jail. Guard that pussy. Oh yeah, exactly. God. Oh, guard that pussy. No, if Chris Evans put "guard that pussy," jail. Oh, forget it. Oh, jail for sure. <laughs> But also guard that pussy. God damn. That means he, Captain America. Fuck. Thank you everyone for listening, everybody. Um, this has been episode 232 of Comic Book Queers, colon, Legacy. Um, Evil Jeff, thank you so much for doing today's thank show. Thank you. Guard that pussy. Guard that pussy, everybody. Okay. And remember, if you want to say something to us, do so. 
Thanks, everyone. Good night. And remember, if you are realizing you don't want to guard a pussy, you don't want to be near a pussy at all, well, I hate to break it to you. Well, then that makes you queer. Queer. But only if you're a guy, if you're a girl, then you're a lesbian. Bye. Bye. 